I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP Show. Before we chat with today's guest, remember, if you're interested in taking your career to the next level, check out the 90-Day Mentoring Challenge. You can find that at arcor.nz365guy.com. Now let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from London in the United Kingdom. She's a customer service lead at Avenard. She loves mentoring the undeserved communities and has always been amazed with the power of technology and a killer eyeliner. Among her passions are family, Dynamics 365, makeup, and cake. She's the founder of the Power Platform School, who is currently looking for mentors and volunteers for February 2022. Please reach out to her for if you are interested. Check her out on Twitter at Tassie. J.A., I'm going to have to unpack that one, and her blog site is trishasinclair.com. Welcome to the show, Trisha St. Clair. Hi, Mark. Thanks for that. (laughs) It was was funny basically hearing you pronounce my my Twitter handle. Yeah. So how do you pronounce it? Tassie J.A. Tassie J. What does it mean? My name, Trisha Alexandria Sinclair, and where I'm from, Jamaica. Right, right, right. Do you know Blair Sinclair? Uh, we all are, all the Sinclairs don't know each other. Oh, uh, as in he, well, she, he is on RuPaul uh, Drag Race, and that's where I've seen Blair Sinclair. And every time I hear your last name, I'm like, <gasps> is she in RuPaul, like the US version? Yeah, I think she's in the US version of RuPaul and she's like stunning and yeah, amazing. But uh, I'll claim her in my family. I love it. I love it. So, Jamaica, tell me about food, family, and fun and your Jamaican roots. Yeah, like I'm just sighing because it's been ages since I've been back. Um, I actually last went back two years ago. Um, and then when I came back, yeah, this happened, um, you know, so I haven't been back. But yeah, I, I was brought up in Jamaica um, and I went to what you'd call a, we call them like Ivy League schools, which basically means like it's a top, like a top tiered school because everyone competes um, for for grades and stuff like that. So my school that I went to was actually in consistently the top school um which meant you had to get top marks to go there um so yeah it was really competitive but really quite fun and that's I think how I've always kind of gone through life just competing with everything because that's just how I was brought up um but then I love food Jamaican like Jamaican food is the best 
right? The best. Now, I can't cook some of my favorite food, like oxtail. I love oxtail and rice and peas. And when as an oxtail, it, as in the tail of a uh, the tail of, of an a... ox, when it's when it when it's like slow cooked, mm-hmm. it falls off the bone, and it is the most precious and tasty and rich thing you could ever taste it's so good so yummy and then like i can do fried chicken um i did try to do my fried chicken in an air fryer because um you know that was all the rage um through to one of the community members um allison um she made everyone buy an air fryer i I tried i tried the, the, the the fried chicken and it just did not work um so i sent it back you know but i do a really good rice and peas like i love my rice and peas nice that's very cool. Now tell me about the best rum in the world. My absolute favorite rum is Appleton Estate Reserve, um, which basically is like after five years, they, they, they put it. So it kind of stops fermenting. Um, and I, I don't know. I love it because it's, it's sweet. I like sweet rum. Not all rum is sweet, but I love sweet rum. And that rum is actually Jamaican. Um, I know, I think we've, I, we've had this discussion over like white rum versus a dark rum and the different types of rum. Um, but yeah, I, I love that one. I love the dark, um, Appleton estate rum. And I actually mix it with a rum punch. I, I, I always, like, I know I just moved into a totally new flat. And it would be really funny to know that the only food that's in my fridge is grenadine and orange juice, a pineapple juice, and I have a bottle of rum, which is all the ingredients that you need to make a good rum punch. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. That is so good. The it's worth noting that shortly after meeting you, I think you supplied me with a bottle of rum. Yes, yes we did it was it was actually appleton estate as well ray and nephew is actually made in the same place as appleton estate it's the same family so cool so cool tell me about what you've been doing with the power platform school oh the power platform school is a labor of love and i do say that very fondly um well it kind of stemmed from um Two years ago, two things happened. Like we all went into lockdown, but then something really horrible happened in this in the states, um, which was the George Floyd murder, um, and that triggered a lot of things. Um, for some, it was an eye-opening experience into what's always been there, but it's just it was just so stark that they couldn't turn away from it. And for me, it was just I was just tired. Um, that being tired kind of basically made me like, it triggered me, um, to say, okay, I'm going to do what I can. And when people are like, well, what can you do? Cause like you, you march and when you march, it's like, okay, but what changes? And I'm like, well, one of the ways that we can actually change things and, and why this is happening is one, the perception, the perception of black people. And then secondly, where black people are, a lot of black people, um, seem to get stuck in, um, lower socioeconomic um, positions. And it's due to the fact that the the careers that they think they can aspire to or that they can that they can get, 
it's not really very ambitious because to be honest, I've seen it. Like your parents will expect you to sometimes be, oh, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a nurse or, um, you know, just be a, a hairdresser or just do this. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if a kid wants to do something and they're being told, no, don't do it, that is the problem. And I, I've seen that. So I'm like, that's how I'm going to give my or, uh, you know, affect my change. Um, so it, in a way, that actually was my trigger to doing the Power Platform School. Um, and how I did it and what, and what I wanted to do was I wanted to do what I had in order to get into my position. And what I had was really great mentors who basically told me, like, this is what you need. And I didn't appreciate it at the time because effectively what I was being told to do was um, to code switch. And I'll talk to you about code switching. Uh, but I was I was told to code switch. I was told to fit in. Um, all of these things really helped to accelerate my career. The thing, though, is that it's not healthy. And I'll, I'll tell you why. What code switching is, code switching is when you... Um, change your own behavior, change who you are to fit into um, another society or the expectations of general society. Um, so how I speak, if you hear me talking to my mom, you might not recognize me, right? A lot of people do it. And I don't think it's only for Black people. I think it's just anyone who wants to be understood. You change it for the majority group. Right. Um, and I, I, I've seen that. So mentoring was definitely a key part of, of helping me. But the other part of it is training. How like you, you have to go in and you have to kind of understand what you're doing. Right. I spent a lot of my my nights. I remember when I first started in tech, I would work till two, three o'clock in the morning a lot of the times. And I remember my brother was like, why do you work so late? And it was weird. I don't I didn't know why I worked so late. I liked it because like it was I was addicted to it. That I I loved playing with things. I like getting to know things, figuring things out. And that made me teach myself till God knows how many hours in, in the morning. Um, so that training was really important. And then on top of that, it's it's not just about knowing the tech. It's how do you actually take the tech and take the, the knowledge and the advice that you've been provided with and then apply it with other consultancy, um, you know, necessary things that you need to know as a consultant, like how to network, how to communicate you know, what exactly is project management? All of that stuff you need to know. So I put it all, I put it all together and then we created this course around it. Um, and then, yeah, we, we, we put it out and I think it's been re very receptive. Mm, mm, mm. As in, so this is the powerplatformschool.com is where you can check it out, right? We'll make sure we put that in the show notes. And, and so you're looking for folks that can help facilitate, I assume with you or, or work with the, the participants that come on the course? Yes, absolutely. So um, the first time we did it, we had we only did it in the UK. And um, I, what I did was I just volunteered everyone. So it was just like, I need someone to do app in a day. Um, can you do app in a day? And we got the trainers that way. And it was great, um, but it has grown. So now we're in the UK and we're in the US. Um, we, need, we need mentors. We need people who can train. Um, we need coaches. Because what we also find is some of the mentees, um, we call them mentees, they're not able to finish the labs during the week. 
Um, so they try to get advice and support on a weekend when they're ready to pick back up the tools and trying to take their knowledge a bit further. And some even build out other apps, um, trying to take their knowledge and take what they've learned and apply it in another real world scenario. They need some, uh, some help on a weekend. So we need people who can provide that weekend help. We need people who are good at training. We need people who are, are really good mentors. And a mentor doesn't necessarily need to be someone who is technical. That's absolutely not what we're looking for. We're looking for people who can um, just guide. You're in. You're you're in the industry, so you know what it's like, and you you know people, and you can give advice based on where you've been and your career path, because they might want to go on that same career path too. Yeah, I like it. I'm just taking a look at your the instructors that you've had in the UK, Keith Watling, Joe Griffin, uh, Matt Collin-Jones, Christopher, Christopher Huntingford. Oh, that's, I've never seen his name pronounced so official. Alison Mulligan, Janet Robb, Daniel uh, Baber, and E.Y. Kelderman. This is so, Kelman, this is so awesome, the lineup of folks that you have involved. And it's a testament, Tricia, to the amazing, amazing work that you're doing in the community. It's so awesome to see. Thank you. That's the thing. Like it's it's not just me. As I, I always point out that the PPS is actually yeah, like I started it, but it's just it would never be possible if people didn't come together to do it. Yeah, so good. I, I'm so pleased you took the opportunity and and you know had that motivation to to crank into it. It's so exciting. Tell me about um, your career. When I first met you, was Although we were both living in London, I actually met you in Scotland, I think was the first time I met you. I think it was. might not have been, but that's where it stands out in my mind. Um, And you were presenting at, of course, the very first Scottish Summit. And um, I think we went out and had a good evening or two out there. And that's, that's where I came across you. Tell me about your career from that point, because for me, it's been like, your career seems to have launched into orbit since then. I'm not saying it's because you met me, but it's just like, you know, at that time you're like, oh, you seem to be like, you know, I think you were working at DXC at the time, you know, coming out of Ebix from memory and then, but you weren't like, and it's kind of like, boom, you've skyrocketed away. So tell us a bit about that journey the last couple of years. Yeah, I think um, I met you when I met you, I think it was, yeah, it was the first Scottish summit. And I speak about this a lot because that was the first time I actually did a presentation that I felt happy with, if that makes sense. Sometimes you you do presentations because your company makes you do it and you're just, you know, reciting stuff and that's fine. Um, but this one, it was DevOps and I love DevOps. I remember when I first got in, fell in love with DevOps and I kind of try to bring that to it. Um, and I remember us talking about AI and that I did, I, my degree was partially in AI and how we could use that. And I'm so happy that I am getting to use that, which is great. Um, and yeah, I think from then it's just been, I 
basically have been speaking a lot. Um, so I took that opportunity after that. I because I, that feeling, you know, when you give a really good session, you're like, oh, I want that feeling again, you know. Um, so then I I resubmitted to a couple other, and like it, it like they grew and it grew, and then people started asking specifically for that session, and I'm like, okay, sure. So then I kept I kept doing it, um, and then through that as well, you meet people. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I, I liked to do it. Um, I actually did it for two reasons. One, because like I, I want to meet people because I am effectively like I'm alone in this country. It's my myself and my mom, my dad's back in in Jamaica, um, and my brother and my and my nieces. Um, and it's us. It's just us, right? So like the community, effectively, they're my friends. They are who I turn to, who basically kind of um, make sure that I'm not stressing out and I'm kind of keeping calm and everything. And that is an opportunity to hang out with my friends. Not only that, but in really cool countries, this was over two years ago, but really cool, really cool countries, right? I think I think we both spoke up in Norway, was it? We went to yeah, Oslo and you met my yeah. mom. I mean, like you went you went to dinner with my mom because like I would I would I would bring her because she was in semi-retirement. So I took that opportunity. I would literally send her to the D365 Saturday page. I was like, Mom, where do you want to go? Um, and she 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 would say, I wanna I wanna go there, I wanna go there. And I would submit to speak. And then if I got accepted, then I'd book my ticket, book her ticket, and we go. That's epic. That's epic. And I think I think through that, it's just basically allowed me to build a better network within the community. And that's probably why you think it's because I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know. I don't think it's skyrocketed like that. It's just I think it's just more like I, I've met more people. <laughs> But it's it's like I feel you've become way more influential. Like you're a legend. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. That's my observation. And I'm I'm observing from the other side of the world, although of course for a lot of the time I was observing from your backyard because we were, you know, in the same geo, but definitely, definitely. And and of course, one of the other things that we haven't when I introduced you, we covered some of the things that you love, makeup cake. What did I miss? Because I know there's something I missed and hmm, makeup. Dance, dance. Don't you love dancing? Dance. Yeah, to be honest, I have not been able to dance in the last I've just started dancing again I dance on a Sunday again now in fact I actually tried to get a whole bunch of people in the community to come to dance with me that was not successful but I am still trying (laughs) I'm still trying I love it I love it Trisha have you done much with the call center as in work in your career Yes, I actually started off my entire career um, or, or, you know, my first job. Actually, no, my first job was a journalist. Um, but when I came to the UK to put myself through school, I worked at the Egg Bank Call Centre. Then I, wa- I worked in the Welsh Water Call Centre. And I also worked at the BT Call Centre. I didn't know that, but I was meaning more like... From a Dynamics 365 perspective, have you been involved in any projects around call centers and omni-channel and things like that? Yes, I've been involved in several different projects. <laughs> so, like, to be honest, throughout when I, I, I'm now at Avanade, but I before DXC, I was also at Avanade. So I'm what Avanadians would call a boomerang, which is like, you know, you go when you come back and then you go. And whilst I was at Avanade, I'd consistently just worked at contact, like worked on 
like customer service opportunities and customer service projects um, more related to the financial industry. But yeah, like that is where I learned a lot about um, implementing customer service. And also, to be honest, I did it whilst I was also at Outsourcery, um, which no longer exists, but I did a lot of contact center um, solutions there, especially with membership um, and also with um the health insurance. So those were the two main things that we did there. Um, and then I've basically been able to kind of use the experience that I had working at Egg and Welsh and all that stuff to to kind of, and, and, and also the implementation um, experience that I've had when I went to pre-sales. So when I was at DXC, I changed roles. Instead of being an architect, I became a pre-sales um, architect, which basically meant that you're kind of envisioning, everybody wants to see the art of the possible. So instead of basically um, listening to what you know managers say, oh, this is what we want. I showed them, listen, as an agent, this is what I wanted, okay? <laughs> this is what good looks like for me. And that works because a lot of the times when you have like a CTO telling you what to do, like these are the KPIs we want, a lot of the times that doesn't really allow uh, an, an agent to be as effective as they want to be. And you know, everybody wants to do a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true, so true. But, but you know, Microsoft doing lots of changes in this space. Anything exciting you about what you're seeing? I love it all. Like, I love it so much that I, I'm literally on constant messages. Like, oh, you know, and I give them feedback. Like, I give, like... I've always done this. I, I, I like to kind of play with things that are new. Like one of the new things that I'm not sure a lot of people have actually seen was the ability now to add new tabs into the um, what historically was only available in the customer service workspace and omni-channel. You've got the agent productivity um, panel. Now you can add your own panel and your own tabs to other, um, you know, apps, but you can also add additional tabs into your own agent productivity. So if you've got something that is just bespoke for a particular customer, you can add it, right? And it's just, it's it, it opens up so many more opportunities. I was just playing with it today and I just like, I thought it was really good. <laughs> very timely, very timely. Trisha, we've already uh, smoked through our time. It's so fun chatting with you. I always like to wrap up with some um, random questions. Are you ready for yours? Okay. <laughs> number one, number one. We might have already covered this. What's your guilty pleasure? Oh, my guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Ice cream. Nice, nice. Any flavor? Cookie dough. Mm. Same as my wife. But then you've got to put condensed milk on it with Milo. Oh, yum, 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 yum. What's the last random thing that made you smile? I was listening to the Steve Harvey. Um, you know, he does this pod. It's not podcast. It's an album of his um, show. And it just, there's this joke about the like his kids or something. And it just cracked me up. I was nice. just laughing historically. Nice. <laughs> Final question. Which celebrity do you shamelessly follow? Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. Like, is there any other? Yeah. She's amazing, eh? She is. She is my, like, if there's something that I feel like I can't do or if I'm feeling down, I just put on Beyonce Homecoming mm -hmm. and I push through it. If Beyonce can do it, you can do it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. 
Thanks for coming on the show, Trisha. Thank you for having me, Mike. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Business Applications MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. If you'd like to support the show, please check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. Leave me a message there. I would love to hear from you. Thanks again. See you next time.